Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep is money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Your Own Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. Just got done with week 15 of the NFL season. Down to our last couple weeks here before the playoffs start. Getting into Christmas season. And uh, it's uh, yeah, just a fun time of year in general. But as far as the NFL goes, I'd, I'd, these last couple weeks are kind of a little bit more of a tease than anything. Where you got a lot of games that are just kind of meaningless. So it uh, might, might be interesting... Uh, tone of the pot here today. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how it goes and see what uh, Rob's got anything interesting cooking up. But let's bring him in. Go upstairs. Still in Minnesota. Crabber, how you doing? Yeah, not doing too bad. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's been uh, been busy trying to get done with a lot of work stuff here before, before Christmas. And uh, yeah, trying to See if we can uh, get, uh, it'll be fun to see these playoff matchups more than anything. Just kind of waiting kind of at this point when most of the playoffs are, are uh, set, at least the teams are going to be. And it'll be really interesting to see when, when the actual matchups are set here. Yeah, exactly. Preaching the choir. Pretty busy time of year for sure. Just it's crazy how quickly everything goes here. You had Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. That seemed like it creeped up on you pretty quick. And then hopping into uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the New Year. And it's uh, yeah, pretty crazy how it all comes at once. Yeah, you did a good job getting the the tree put up and lights and everything on that. That looks good. It's nice to get a little bit into the Christmas spirit here, even when it does seem to go by pretty quick. But anyway, let's uh, start it off here and do a little uh, Week 15 recap. The Weekend Recap. All right, so how did Week 15 treat you from a betting perspective? Um, all in all, I think it was a slight... Very, very slight winner for me. I had that Thursday night game, which I think I've had about maybe one or two all year long. So not many on the Thursday night card, but I like that under, and that just got blown the doors off of. It looked, uh, you know, looked decent or looked like I had a shot there, uh, through the halfway through the third quarter, but then they had a, a scoring, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, went crazy there in the end of the third and the fourth quarter. But yeah, that one sailed way over the totals. That was just the wrong side there. Um, just, Surprised the Jets could get that many points going. A lot of them was in garbage time, I suppose. But uh, yeah, Baltimore just putting up these high high scores every week. It's just pretty crazy, almost every week, pretty crazy. But then uh, yeah, I mean, you were both on Dallas. That was a pretty uh, one of the easiest bets I made all year. Uh, I know you had a little bit bigger play, but it definitely was a, a a game that I liked and probably should have had a bigger bigger bet on. But and then obviously my biggest uh, loser of the week, pick of the week, as well as uh, my one and a half unit play on that Miami side and. I don't know. That was a weird game. Uh, the wrong side, I think, it was a pretty good game. But, I mean, Eli didn't play that good at all. I mean, he had three turnovers, three interceptions. And, I don't know, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of neck and neck. And then, all of a sudden, the second half, the Giants just kind of went away with it. But, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, – I, I, I saw it pretty clearly for the most part. But, 
it was a just a just a slightly positive week. So you would like in those type of type of weeks to get some more positive units. But all in all, it wasn't uh, wasn't terrible like some of these weeks have been in the past. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, it was a decent week. I ended up going three and two. Uh, the <laughs> the fact of Washington getting six and a half, where the only time they weren't covering was with zero seconds left on the clock, which is the only time that matters, but is uh, infuriating nonetheless. So should have been a four and one week. Uh, the only loser being that Miami game uh, along with you, but unfortunately that shenanigans in Washington caused it to be a three and two week. So still a winner, but uh, I was had a couple of real rough weeks. So it would have been nice to have uh, two really solid weeks in a row, but fortunately that wasn't quite the case. So can't complain too much though, and uh, with a, a winning week, so it's just kind of starting to pick up a little bit of momentum right as the season winding down here. And like I said, uh, just I don't know with a lot of these matchups going forward, there's just so little to play for with so much of the uh, so many of the teams already fairly set in stone here, and a lot of seasons already being over. But um, yeah, it's just finally catching my groove here. So maybe we'll keep it hot here throughout the last couple of weeks in the playoffs. All right, let's. I think we only got one qualifier, but let's go ahead and do a getting the best of the number for the last week. Getting the best of the number. All right, so what game qualified for getting the best of the number? Uh, yeah, one game, like you mentioned, uh, one, uh, that one game was Seattle at Carolina. That one opened uh, Seattle five, five and a half, kind of a dead number there, and then that one closed. A lot of sixes were where it closed at uh, Seattle minus six, but. There were some six and a half popped up, especially in Vegas. I think I even thought to go to seven for a brief second, but uh, I wasn't able to get that. But I did actually have six and a half myself. So that's just one, uh, and it landed there 30 to 24, so right on six. Again, Seattle's kind of winning that whole game, and we actually turned that game off when we were watching it downstairs because it was just the biggest blowout of the day. And then all of a sudden, uh, we turn it off, and we get back in the fourth quarter, halfway through the fourth quarter, and the Seattle's in, or Carolina's back in the game against Seattle. So. Pretty crazy there, but yeah, that's what uh, I definitely like more than anything, more than winning is definitely when uh, the bookmakers don't like it when it lands on these numbers like that. I know one bookmaker was crying about it, how um, you know lands right on six, and everyone says, oh, you know, Vegas is so smart they like when it lands right on the number. And all in all, that's like the worst thing, worst result for Vegas is uh, or any bookmaker, I guess, for that matter, is that it lands anywhere near the number because then that's when they get sided and and sharper betters are going to be able to win uh, if they bet it at the right time. So like, yeah, me myself. Got a six in my six and a half in my pocket. That's really nice there. When uh, you know the bet at the time released was a it would have been a push at six. Like if I would have released it on Roan Sports, I would have released it at six. Not that I like the side that much, but uh, I would have been a push. But me, you know, getting a bit of a better number at six and a half, just uh, it's pretty key for sure. And an interesting part of that game too is uh, we, like you said, we turned it off because it wasn't even competitive. And we had a couple other games we'd rather throw on over it, but a lot of people were complaining that Carroll. When took the extra point to go up 20 instead of trying to get up 21. Uh, it would have been real interesting if Carolina would have ended up getting the ball back and scoring there late, how much heat he would have taken for that decision. But nonetheless, it ended up landing right on six, uh, due in part because of that. So anyway, uh, alrighty. Well, that's, that's enough recap for last week. Let's go ahead and, and jump into week 16 here. So no more Thursday games. We're done with those. But now, since college is over and the Saturdays have opened up, they have three Saturday games. First of which is the Texans heading to Tampa Bay. And, let's see, it looks, it looks like uh, Houston's laying three here on the road with a total of 49.5. 
Yeah, and this week, like I do every week, well, I'll get all my uh, power rating number, just the strict numbers between these two teams without any other, um, you know, handicap put into it at all. And then also give the Westgate Superbook look headline from the week before. Uh, it'll be a little bit harder to find some of them this week, so I'm going to have a few missing, but um, especially next week will be really bad, too, with uh, Week 17 being really tough to judge, and they don't really come out with them too often. So it'll be a little bit different pod, but uh, yeah, we'll, I'll give what I can here this week and then also give the opener, obviously, like I do every week what the game opened at Sunday afternoon, and then also what the total opened at. So we'll get spread and total openers. So, yeah, this game here, Rams at the Niners. Um, this game, my power rate number, uh, San Francisco. Uh, sorry, are you going the other way? I, don't know. You say? I just went with the earliest game. I don't know why they have it flip-flopped on I me. Mean, we can oh, do sorry. that. But I figured I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm yeah, Houston, yeah. Tampa Bay. That's why right, yeah, I had Houston. to pause, too. Okay, yeah, Houston, Tampa Bay, uh, we'll go with that one. Just got My sheet's all messed up here, so i got to bear with me for a second. But, yeah, I got uh, – Houston and Tampa Bay power rating number, uh, Houston minus two. Look headline, Tampa Bay one, actually, and then the Westgate open, Houston one, and then the total here open 52.5. And, and I know we say it a lot, but, yeah, the numbers around zero, or I'm sorry, around pick em, Um it goes between one there, you know, pretty easily. There's not a whole lot of money that moves that and a lot of difference. So, as you can see, uh, Tampa was a short favorite as the look headline, and then Houston is a short favorite where it opened. And then, um, like you mentioned a little bit ago, yeah, it's uh, – Houston pretty much three across the board now. It's a lot of Houston money. Not really surprised by that at all. Um, I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm more surprised about that look-head number. It seems a little little strange to me. I know some injuries in the wide receiver from Tampa Bay. But, uh, yeah, that, to me, this seems you know fairly priced where it should be. Uh, maybe maybe a tad high. So, I mean, maybe the only way I could look be Tampa Bay. But it just kind of feels like the way Tampa Bay's been playing, they've been playing really well down the stretch here. And you, you expect to have some kind of a, a little bit of a letdown at some point here. And, uh, I think with Houston, there's they kind of had their gimme against Denver a few weeks ago, so I don't really see them as a as a bad spot necessarily, even though they did have a big win last week against Tennessee and in a divisional game. So I mean, it's kind of a letdown spot, but I, I don't really feel like this team's going to be able to be let down here. I don't really think it's a position that they're going to have to let down because they got Tennessee right on their right on their heels. So I mean, I feel like uh, you know they need every game here, like most teams do that are around the playoff race. And uh, I, I feel like Houston's gonna be able to come out and play. But again, it's a three. It's just it's just really not any value. I don't think at this line. So the only way I could look, like I said, would be Tampa Bay. But I just I don't really think Tampa Bay is gonna be able to hang in this game as much. And I think I'm a little bit higher than on Houston than the rest of the marketplace. So like a uh, having to play on Houston last week too. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see this game. I'm not 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 overly interested for the game. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in, in, a, in a prime time. S game here on Saturday. So this number has been getting bet down, right? The total. Uh the total has been yeah. I didn't touch on the total, but yeah, it was uh, open fifty two and a half. Yeah, that's been getting bet so down. Decent that amount. Just Tampa receiver issues. Yeah, that's, I was wondering the same thing when I was going through my numbers. I didn't really agree with that. I I was kind of shocked. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it could be. Um, other than that, I, I do see some wind, high wind speeds, fifteen sixty miles an hour at Raymond James, which is a Tampa Bay Stadium, which is where uh, I believe that's where the Gophers are going to be playing their bowl game. But um, yeah, that's uh, so maybe the one thing could be the weather with the wind. But again, yeah, it seems kind of seems kind of like a, a big move here early in the week. Yeah, it's just it's just bizarre to me because you know Tampa. I think they've only been under one game all year, and of course that happened to be one of the one time I released their over one of the few times. But uh, besides the point, and then Houston, they're, they're somewhat of an over machine, I'd say. Uh, I, I just think they're you know, tucking the ball downfield and a mediocre defense, I think they definitely set up well for an over. So you just think, unless it is weather-related or just the weird spot-related, but if if it is just worry about Tampa's offense, like I 
I think obviously those Godwin and Evans are great receivers, but it, the way Jameis plays, I don't think he's going to be shy, you know, throwing into people even if they don't, even if they aren't open that much or you know not creating a lot of separation. So I just don't really totally get where this where this movement's downward on this number. It, to me, I still have uh, no issue at all uh, going over 49 and a half here on what seems like it should be a tailor-made over matchup. Uh, yeah, it just seems to me like even if one of these teams is like clicking offensively, they can put up you know, 34 or whatever, 35 themselves. It just doesn't seem like you're asking a whole lot. And if both teams happen to be clicking, then it should fly over no problem. So. As far as the side goes, I'd probably reluctantly take the three with Tampa because neither of these teams are teams I trust whatsoever. Um, I could see either one of them just not showing up or, you know, awful coaching or awful turnovers or whatever. So I don't trust either of them. And in that case, I'll take the three with the home team, but I don't feel super strongly about that. I feel a lot more strongly about the over. So I'll almost for sure have a, a play on the over here this week. Yeah, I don't know why they do this the first few games. They kind of got flip-flopped here, but uh, I'll go in chronological order. And the next game on Saturday is Buffalo at New England. Uh, New England lands 6.5 here at home with a total of 37.5. Yeah, I wonder if the NFL just made a change on the time, just uh, you know, putting the prime time that's the most important game at the end and or something. I'm not really sure. Maybe, um, but they're a West Coast team, so it's hard to imagine they ever had them playing the earliest of the three. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not sure either. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, Buffalo at New England here. Let's uh, get that one out of the way. Yeah, power rating here for this one game for me, New England minus 7.5. Look at line, uh, New England minus 7, Westgate open, New England 7, and the total here open 38.5. And, a half. and uh, that as well has been getting bet down. And just, yeah, boy, it's pretty crazy to see a Patriots total this low. Um, I, I know we've been seeing low totals in the Patriots all year long, but even those have been, you know, either really high 30s or uh, low 40s. But, yeah, now we're here seeing a different animal, and I think a lot of that has to do with, um, this New England offense, I know I mentioned it to you. I mean, I had play on that over, uh, a, pr- a pretty decent play actually on myself as well as, uh, a different play, but it's, uh, against the, the Cincinnati team last week. And I really expected New England to come out and, and have some, some really good success on offense and show something where, you know, kind of get people back on the bandwagon. Not that would have necessarily sold me on their offense, but I thought that'd be at least a confidence booster, if nothing else. So the fact that they went out there and I watched that, we watched that game downstairs and it was a, it just really wasn't impressive, I don't think, at all from a New England perspective. And again, that's what we see New England in the last, you know, this decade pretty much of how they have impressive, unimpressive covers that don't really look too good, but they just kind of keep doing it over and over again and overruling the stats. But the, the, you know, they covered by a big margin there. And then a lot of that had to do with Dalton throwing the pick six and some other, um, mistakes. But the biggest note I wanted to make of that game, like I said, was that New England offense. And I really couldn't be a whole lot. Uh, you know, less enthused about that offense. So that, uh, I think has probably a lot to do with this total being bet under, uh, in, con- in conjunction with, uh, that Buffalo team. It just seems like, uh, you know, the offense can't do a lot and that Buffalo defense has been pretty solid. So, I mean, I understand the money over the under, but at the same time, it just seems, I mean, boy, at 37 and a half, that's just so low. Um, and, and in a divisional game too, I get it, but, uh, I, I won't be surprised if, if this game, game did get over, but, uh, you know, I'm not actually just completely disagree with the money going under right now, but so yeah, basically a way of saying no opinion on the total at the current price. And then at the current, uh, point spread, I mean, yeah, it just, it seems hard to bet New England here with that, that weak offense, but, uh, again, betting against New England we've already gone over that over and over again. But yeah, if you force me to bet this game, I'll take Buffalo. And the points, but uh, I'm definitely not going to be rushing the window on another game. I'm just really not too interested in betting. 
Yeah, I, I tweeted this out, uh, I think it's Sunday night. I just said it's such a shame that this game and then the Vikings-Packers game where you have two potential battles for divisions, uh, this, these games are not meaningless, but they're definitely the Im- impact of them is significantly hindered because if the Pats beat the, the Dolphins in Week 17, then this game really doesn't matter that much. I mean, I guess it still does for the Bills as far as the wild card goes, but in the wild card chase, they got to be so they're ten and four. What's and then after they beat Pittsburgh too, they'd have the tiebreaker against them, and then they beat uh, Tennessee earlier in the year too. I guess, oh yeah, they're two games ahead anyway, so um, they would have the tiebreaker against either of them. So yeah, I think they'd pretty much have the five seed locked in unless they win the division, and as long as the the Pats take care of business against Miami in Week 17, then this game is pretty irrelevant. So it's disappointing. It'd be way more fun, obviously, if this was a winner takes the division, loser gets the five seed, and it would be kind of a, an uncomfortable position that the Patriots really haven't found themselves in. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been saying for at least a month now that I just don't like this Patriots offense at all. It just they just don't have any playmakers, and I think. Even though uh, they put up 30-plus points last week, I totally agree with you that it just wasn't impressive whatsoever, and they you all know, pick six plays into it, and, and it's against a pretty terrible Bengals team. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really want any part of the Patriots laying number with their offense, and I, I agree the total is really low too, but I, I, both these teams just seem like tailor-made under teams. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really think I want to – get cute and try to take an over here even though it's such a low total so for me this is uh a pretty easy i don't i don't have any interest in trying to tease the pats because i could see the bills winning an ugly game but i could also see the patriots just looking really solid and josh allen being told disaster because he hasn't been all that impressive and i don't know it's just weird when you got two teams that are 11 and 3 and 10 and 4 and and they're just such ugly ugly teams to watch and i don't really trust any any part of them other than their defenses are probably going to play good. Uh, even the defenses could play good, and you could still sneak over that total of 37.5. So to me, it's not really a great game uh, as far as betting action goes. There's nothing that uh, – no real angle here for me in this one. So pretty easy pass, but will be somewhat of an interesting game to watch and see if either one of these offenses can uh, kind of come to life. All right, on to the late game Saturday night. We got the Rams heading to San Francisco. San Francisco, a six and a half point home favorite here with a total of forty five and a half. I mean, I finally get to this one at the top of my uh on my spreadsheet here, but uh yeah, San Francisco, my power rating San Francisco seven and a half. Look headline San Francisco six and a half. Westgate open San Francisco seven and the total here open forty six. Um again, another game we're getting bet down a little bit um on that total. And um from a side perspective, yeah, total perspective, I don't really have uh, an opinion here currently on the week, but we'll see if that changes as I uh, dig d- a little bit deeper into it. But uh, nothing jumped off the page right away uh, at first glance. But yeah, from the side perspective, uh, I don't know this this Rams team. It seems like uh, it's been a definitely a roller coaster of a ride of a team trying to figure out what they're going to come up with and. I just I don't really think they're that good is what it comes down to, which isn't really isn't really a earth shattering statement. But I just feel like this is a, a spot wise, this really isn't too good for them. I mean, they just had their you know the quote unquote dream crusher that people might say uh, with losing and then the Vikings winning for sure. You know, pretty much beat their took the hopes from their playoff uh, opportunities. It's they have to they're gonna have to win the last two and the Vikings are gonna have to lose the last two and 
the Vikings, and they have to play, you know, San Francisco this week, which is going to be tough. Then I, I think they close with Arizona, and then the Vikings have obviously the big game against the Packers at their favorite there at home. Then they got to play uh, Detroit, so it's going to be pretty unlikely. Um, you know, knock on wood from a Vikings fan perspective, but pretty unlikely for the Rams to get in there. So you would think, um, you know, they're, they're obviously going to, you would think bring an effort because it's like, you know, nothing else to play for, but I won't be shocked either if they didn't really came up flat. And uh, so I'm not going to look too much at the Rams side. I think it's kind of a little bit harder to judge, but from the San Francisco side, um, they, they need to win the division. So I mean, I think they're going to be playing, uh, like their hair, like their hair's on fire for sure. Having to win the last two games here to win the division, having the fate in their own hands. So. The only way I would look here would be betting San Francisco, uh, laying the points. Uh, anything under a touchdown, I think, is, you know, okay. I don't, I don't mind that. But the problem with it is, uh, if you look at the injury report, uh, for the Niners, it's just they're pretty banged up. And, um, I think that's uh, a little worrisome for sure, trying to lay this many points in a divisional game. But yeah, uh, I don't have a, a huge opinion, but uh, I'll, I'll lean to the, the, the 49ers side. Yeah, this is an interesting one because I agree that. It's just mathematically the Rams have such a little chance to make the playoffs. But I also, I don't know if I necessarily say they're for sure dream crushered or not, because I think they can at least convince themselves, at least in that locker room, that, hey, if we go and win out, we have a chance. And so maybe they'll, if they come out with a real good effort, especially after getting absolutely embarrassed by Dallas when everybody in the world was on the Rams last week, I could just see it being a spot where, the Rams come out and look really good, and then people say, oh, wow, where's that last week? And, you know, you get everybody that just as square as can be that makes that joke. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of the nature of the NFL. And, like, it just it's, the, the, the Niners feel to me like a team that kind of peaked and showed their best stuff earlier in the season. But when I look at it and I say, okay, well, in the last four weeks they beat the Saints and the Packers, so – Maybe that's probably unfair. Maybe it's just more of like a gut feel. But it just feels to me like the Niners were a team where if the playoffs started week eight, I would have felt fairly good about their chances. But it just seems to me like they're kind of on the downswing. And I guess I don't really have any, like, stats to back that up. It's more of just an eye test thing. So I could be dead wrong. And they did prove me wrong in New Orleans two weeks ago. So maybe it was just a flat spot last week. And it's just kind of a write-off and and move on. But it will be interesting to see. Because they could go anywhere from the one seed to the six seed, which is pretty crazy when you're talking about eleven and three team uh, that have that range of outcomes this late in the season. So I don't, I don't know. As far as motivation goes, I think the the Niners is we're pretty certain. I think the Rams is a little bit more in question. And if you do, I don't know. I just I don't know if these teams are that far off from each other. Uh, I agree. The Niners have have been good, but I, I don't know. If you get a really good effort from both teams, it just seems like that's a lot of points to lay with the Niners. So I'm, I just, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not interested in taking the Rams because you could get a rollover effort from them and then you could make the number high enough, but I'm also not really confident, uh, either way here necessarily. So I think, I think this is one for me I'm going to, uh, just stay away from. As far as a Vikings fan, who would you rather have the Rams win here or the Niners win? Um, I think you'd, uh, let's see, that's, uh, I guess I thought of uh, probably the Niners, I suppose. Because then, yeah, you lock in a, uh, the playoff spot, obviously, if that happens. But if the the Niners lose here and they drop to 11-4, and four, I think the Vikings would have the tiebreaker over the Niners is what I 
is what someone said. So then if the Vikings win out, they'd be the five instead of the, instead of the six. So I don't know, it's kind of an interesting dilemma. Uh, I guess it's just kind of, obviously this game is going to be played before the Vikings game this week. So from a fan perspective, it's kind of interesting who you should be rooting for on uh, Saturday night. I guess obviously you're going to be rooting for your bet if you have any, but I think I'm probably going to be away from this game, so it'll make that a little bit easier for me. All right, on to Sunday. Um, yeah, the whole, all the times are screwed up here. I don't know. We'll just, I'll just go down the board. And uh, actually, no, I can't. I gotta go in chronological order. So we'll go to Jacksonville at Atlanta, and it looks like Atlanta's a seven-point home favorite here with a total of forty-six, forty-six and a half. Yeah, my power in here, Atlanta minus seven. Look at line, Atlanta seven, and the West get open, Atlanta seven, and the total here open 45 and a half. And this is a game type, a type of game here where I know podcasts the last few weeks have been getting a little bit longer, um, in length. So it'll be something where I'm going to try to, for these games, I don't really have a whole lot of opinion on. I don't really need to belabor it a whole lot. And this is, this is the game for me for sure. I mean, Jacksonville, yeah, they won an outright last week against Oakland. They're pretty much dead the whole first half, first three quarters, whatever it is, or first two and a half quarters, and then they kind of, you know, got a roll there at the end, and then got a few breaks go their way, a good call from the ref, and you know, so on and so forth. But um, and then Atlanta, they kind of, you know, similar fashion, kind of came back and ended up winning outright there. But um, again, it's not like I'm going to be overly eager to go bet either one of these two teams, and I just really know what I'm going to get. I guess if I had to lean somewhere, I'd, I'd lean to Jacksonville, just taking the points when I don't know. But uh, it's just hard to imagine betting this many points with Atlanta, uh, especially at home where I think their home field's not, not as good as it used to be, especially since they're not as good this year, and then uh, they just haven't been performing as well at home this year as a whole. So, yeah, for me, pretty easy pass. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Luckily, I didn't bet on the Raiders last week because I was definitely tempted. And Jacksonville winning that was, I think, more an indictment on Oakland. I don't know how you can be that horrible in your closing game at that stadium. And I just don't think Jacksonville played all that inspiring either. But obviously enough to get it done. Atlanta, who knows how they're going to play off that huge win at San Francisco. And it was one of the craziest games in a while with you catching that over. And just absolutely nuts ending. Now traveling back home, who knows if it's going to be a flat spot or if there maybe they'll keep it going we clearly must like Quinn enough to want to play for him uh so I don't know but I also have zero interest in the spot and laying a touchdown with him so for me this is about as easy as pass as I get because I don't want any part of Jacksonville but also no part of land seven with Atlanta so I will uh, be quick as well and move on to the next one pretty good game here or at least interesting we got New Orleans heading to Tennessee uh, it looks like New Orleans is three here on the road with some extra juice towards Tennessee and a total of 50 and a half um, yeah, my power rain here, New Orleans, two and a half. Look at line. New Orleans, one and a half. The Westgate open, New Orleans, two, and the total here open, 41, or sorry, 51. Um, 45. Yeah, um, no, yeah, not quite getting the, the voice there down, but, um, yeah, I'm, when I, when I went to this game, I kind of wanted to bet the Saints. I felt like this Tennessee team, like I said for the last pretty much of the better part of a month that I've been fading this Tennessee team, finally. Got one right there uh, with Houston against Tennessee. I mean, I know a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, Tennessee kind of got lucky, this and that. It's like, yeah, I think the thing to note, though, I mean, Houston threw two uh, interceptions in the, t- in the, in the, was, I think it was in the end zone, right? Or in the red zone for sure. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. I think Houston had full control of that game for the most part. Yeah, Grant, they did get a pick six when Tennessee was going in to score, which definitely, you know, flipped, flipped too. So, I mean, I, I, I'm aware of that. And they also had some field goal trouble, but, I don't really feel too worried at that game at any point other than the way I've been running. But 
I don't know. This Tennessee team, I think, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not really eager to, to back them here, but I, I do worry about New Orleans coming off a short week, uh, a game where Breeze looked really good. They pretty much just blew the doors off of Indianapolis and that game wasn't really competitive from the start. And, uh, I'm glad I didn't, uh, didn't, didn't make a bet on Indy last week. I know 10 was my buy price, never got there. So I'm glad I stayed away, but, um, you know, definitely not the best of spots for New Orleans. And then on the opposite side of the call, basically, you know, playing for their life right now, looking, in and the playoffs, so they're trying to do everything they can to get back inside, uh, you know, outside looking in at the playoffs, and they're doing their everything they can to look, get back inside the playoff race. So, obviously, they're going to be motivated, but then you know the the, the Saints are playing for a, a, a bye too. So, I mean, they're going to be uh, uh, you'd think motivated as well. But I think you know spot wise, you probably got to look at the Tennessee side for sure. But again, I just think New Orleans is a quite a bit better team than Tennessee. So. You know, two and a half, I don't think I could really do it, but uh, we'll see. I am curious where this line goes, if there's any Tennessee support here like there's been almost every week, if it's, if this line kind of trickles down closer to a pick em or not. Uh, I, I will see. I don't really necessarily think so, but uh, if it does, then that might be time where I get involved in the, in the Saints here if you can get uh, you know around a pick em price. Yeah, this would have been the Saints from six weeks ago. I would have absolutely loved this under. Cashing an under on the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee game last week, even though there was a couple of he said red zone turnovers and stuff, but it did feel like that was a pretty legitimate under. There was, uh, it just, I mean, to me, Tennessee, they have scored in, in big chunks here and there, but they just kind of seem like a methodical grind it out, get Derrick Henry the ball, and he's just big and, and moves the clock. And unfortunately, this New Orleans team in the last couple of weeks has looked a lot more like classic New Orleans from 2010, where they're slinging it everywhere and they got a pretty atrocious defense and it's just more of an over team. So, Unfortunately, with that being said, I don't really think I'm going to have much of an opinion on the total, even though I would still lean under. And then from a side, I just think New Orleans is just such a better team. I'm not a believer uh, much at all in Tennessee. But it is it is scary to lay the, the three, even with less juice, on the road against a team that is pretty much has their backs against the wall and is fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, I'm sure there's ways they can get in even with losing this game. But I'm sure they're feeling as though these every game here here on out is a must win. And that's always scary when you're you're laying points on the road against that type of mentality. So as much as I'd like to bet New Orleans and I think they're um that's the only side I would bet. Especially like you said, if there is more Tennessee money that comes in and it gets down below a field goal. Uh I'd, I'd maybe put a smaller bet in on New Orleans. I just don't think I'm gonna go overly crazy with that when you're talking about them on a short week after a big win at home on in prime time and previous is breaking records and i know they do need it for the one or two seed but it's just a different level of of uh you know motivation when you're fighting for your playoff life versus a seed so lean new orleans and lean under but no strong opinion next game uh you got the giants heading to washington and washington and two and yeah, this is one you got circled on your uh, on your card, right? Oh, can't wait! Haskins against I think it was Daniel Jones again. So yeah, this is going to be a good one. Big uh, big playoff implications here. Skins laying two and a half at home with a total of forty two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait. I mean, they, they quite didn't make it this year, but you know, next year they're going to be a force to reckon with. I think that's just uh, could be an NFC two thousand twenty. Uh, Pre- NFC Championship preview game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my power rating here: Washington minus one. Look at line: Washington three. Westgate open: Washington two and a half, and the total here open forty three. 
Uh, yeah, I, there's only one way I could bet this game. That's going to be Washington. I just, I'm not going to be able to back the Giants here. I'm not sure. On my screen it says Eli, but yeah, I've heard that, uh, Daniel Jones is going to be playing too, and I don't really make much of a difference between the two. Um, but it, uh, it just seems like the Giants had their home run spot last week. Not spot, but their home run game. I didn't necessarily think they had it in them, so, you know, kudos to them. But everyone's saying, you know, Eli had a good, uh, going away party from, uh, you know, the, the last home game in, in New York and all this stuff. And it's like, I mean, you look at the stats, they weren't, they weren't all that impressive, but, uh, whatever, uh, you can, you can say what you want, I guess, about Eli, you know, good for him, I suppose. But, uh, I guess I've been down on Eli his whole career. Um, but it, it just seems like it's just hard to imagine the Giants can now after that big game at home, after they won with Eli and they went all in, now they go on the road here. In divisional game against Washington, that means absolutely nothing here at the last two games of the season. It just seems like, uh, like I said, spot-wise, you'd think it's got to be Washington's spot here to, to win a game since they haven't been able to win a game uh, in quite a while. So um, I, I, I are paying a little bit. My power rate number's a little bit lower than this. That's the other thing that's kind of uh, shined me away a little. Um, I think the markets, again, we're talking about how they've been pretty sharp this year. I think this is, again, uh, where the markets realize that. And this is, might be a line where you typically get like a pick them instead. Uh, you know, the markets are sharp at two and a half. So I think the numbers, you know, maybe about right. Maybe it should be at three. So maybe you're getting a little bit of value on Washington. I don't know. I don't, not a, not a bad rush in the window. The other way I wanted to bet this game was under the total. I know Giants have an atrocious secondary, but I just feel like Washington is, is not able to move the ball. And they, they did look pretty good against Philly last week, but I think that a lot of it had to do with Philadelphia. So I know the Giants aren't going to be any, any much better than the Philadelphia defense, I don't think. But again, I, I just thought the t- under the total would be worth a little bit of a look. But now the problem is, is it got seen pretty hard here. Um, you know, kind of been trickling down. I know there's some, still some 42s in Vegas. I probably will bet on that myself. But yeah, 41, just 41 being a pretty key number and a lower total. It's just hard to recommend. So we'll kind of wait and keep an eye on it. The weather looks okay for this. Uh, it doesn't look too bad. Wind looks pretty low and, uh, the weather is decent. So, you know, you know, you never know. It might trickle back up here. Um, before kickoff, and if that's the case, if I can get something closer to where it opened at, uh, I might be on this total. But yeah, the current price is hard to recommend at 41. Yeah, I know when we had that uh, argument about Eli versus Daniel Jones a couple, uh, must have been two weeks ago. Um, it's kind of crazy because I was just looking and I don't know about that QBR stat because last week Eli had a QBR of, of what was it? it was in the upper 50s and. Uh, too many tabs open, but he had last, so last week his QBR was 59, and then against the Eagles a couple weeks ago, it was 11.5, and I don't feel like he had better completion percentage last week, but he also had three interceptions, and he had zero against the Eagles, so if you're going to give me one of the two Eli's, I think I'd rather have the Eagles one, where he did had a real good first half, and then basically didn't do much, good or bad, in the second half, as opposed to last week's Eli, where he was threw a couple touchdowns, but then got ripped three times. And every time we joked that the, the Dolphins were dead, we're like, oh, there's Eli, and you saw the Dolphins guy picking it off again. So, I don't know. that Maybe it was just a, a weird a weird situation there. But the fact that the QBR I don't think is anywhere uh, is not too descriptive of, of how well I thought they played from the eye test in both those games. So maybe I have to take the – Anything with revolving QBR with a grain of salt here going forward. Uh, as far as this game goes, yeah, the only way I would look is the skins. I don't really want the Giants off a win. Uh, whether it is Jones or Eli, I don't think there's much of a difference either. And 
I think the one thing I, that I've been not wrong about, but Haskins was an absolute disaster his first couple games. And the last couple games he's been not good, but at least more respectable where he's not going to be turning it over like crazy and will make a play from time to time. He still has some bad throws, but it's not a only bet against or past game type of player. I think he's, I mean, I wouldn't say it the last couple of weeks, I wouldn't say he's any worse than whatever the Giants quarterback's going to be. So I don't know. Not something I'm in love with because I hate these type of games where both of them are three and 11 and organizationally it's in their best interest to lose. Obviously the players are probably going to play because, you know, put better film on tape and it's, it's tough to say. Sometimes it seems like the players are going to play out the string and, they you know, selfishly want to put better film out there so they can get a better contract themselves. And other times it seems like they're already figuring out what courses they're going to play in the off season. So in these type of games, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you can feel too strongly about it unless you get some information somewhere that one team's quit or another team's really fired up for some reason. Um, me, yeah, I guess I'd lean giant or lean Washington, but most likely pass it. Next game, Pittsburgh heading to the Jets. Uh, Pittsburgh laying three here on the roads with some extra juice and a total of 37.5. Yeah, my power rating here, Pittsburgh three. Look at line, Pittsburgh three. And the opener, Pittsburgh three. Uh, total here opens three, nine, uh, 39. So, um, yeah, not surprising. Um, some more money under. Seems like it's a pretty common theme here. I think every game, except for I think one, have been bet, bet, bet pretty good under. So, um, yeah, I don't really have an opinion on this, on the, on the total, uh, from a side perspective. Yeah, not a huge opinion either. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pick your poison to me. I think three is the right number. And I don't, I don't know. I think the Pittsburgh defense is obviously what they're going to be holding their hat on. And this offense just really hasn't shown much. I know they had a chance there at the end of the game to, to go in and, and, uh, tie the game against Buffalo on that primetime Sunday night game. And, and, and Hodges and that offense just couldn't do it. I know they, have some missing weapons too, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it, he's been okay as a backup. I think he's been an upgrade over, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, whatever his name is. The other Pittsburgh quarterback. Uh, yeah, Rudolph, that's right. And I, I should know that knowing the, the Christmas season's uh, right around the corner. But, uh, yeah, and to me, this Pittsburgh team, uh, you know, right now they're on the sixth seed in the playoff race for the AFC and it just seemed to me like they're, uh, not quite a playoff team. I think it'd be more interesting to have Tennessee and then a Pittsburgh. Um, but we'll see what happens here down the stretch. But yeah, for this, this game, I just really don't have, I don't really have a way to make of it. Um, I just don't really have anything. It looks like it's kind of ticking up to maybe three and a half on Pittsburgh. I won't be surprised if some, you know, some public money came in on Pittsburgh. So I mean, at that point, if it gets to three and a half, would I want to take the Jets? I mean, maybe, but again, it's just kind of hard to get to the window. So I'm not even, even if it does get to that number, a key number of three and a half, usually it'd be an auto bet. For, for me, I think it'd be a little bit more of a, maybe a value play, but again, I'm not going to be rushing the window even at three and a half. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to make of this game, I guess. And, uh, you know, right now at the current price, uh, as we talk on Wednesday, it's a pretty easy pass altogether. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I hate this Jets team. It just seems like every time I make a case for them and get behind them, they just absolutely get trucked and it looks like they're sleepwalking out there. And then if I try to bet against them, then all of a sudden Darnold's making plays and they actually look competent in like an NFL team. So. I don't know. I, I, my instinct would be to bet against them and just take Pittsburgh simply for the motivation. Uh, you know, with a good defense and, and a lot of motivation to play hard. You think they wouldn't have a whole lot of trouble covering this three, even if it is on the road, because I don't think the Jets in their position 
and just that stadium and everything in general. I don't think they're going to have a huge home field edge here. But also, uh, yeah, I thought Hodges just looked pretty horrendous and um, uh, against Buffalo there on Sunday night, and maybe he bounces back and finds some more space against this Jets defense. But if the Jets defense is trying, they're a halfway respectable defense. So not a whole lot of opinion here. Lean, lean Pittsburgh, but I uh, don't really trust it enough here. Uh, speaking of another awful game, we got Cincinnati heading to Miami. Miami, uh, see some picks and Miami laying one at home with a total of 47. Um, yeah, let's see. My number here, power rate number, Miami minus one and a half. Look headline, Miami three. Westgate open Miami two and a half and the total here open 46. And this one's been getting bet under or getting bet over just a tad. Um, I don't have really an opinion. I've been betting since he overs here and some Miami overs, I guess, too, quite a bit, but this is a, not one I'm 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 in love with, but uh, I guess I'd lean over the total at the current price, but nothing uh nothing rushing in the window on, and then the spread. Uh, at first glance, I want to bet Miami, but I've been on Miami every week, and I feel like this would be something where I don't know. I, I feel like Cincy might go off as a favorite here, so I don't think there's any hurry to bet Miami. You've already seen him get bet down a little bit and been adjusted from the look ahead, uh, as well as the opener. So it feels like Miami just isn't. Uh, they got some money late there against them on the Giants last week, which I didn't really agree with, but it ended up working out. And I won't be surprised if uh, some more money came in on Cincy here uh, to make them a favorite before kickoff. Or, you know, uh, across the board favorite before kickoff. You're kind of already seeing them at some some shops as favorite, a short favorite. So um, I, I I would prefer the Miami side as a small lean, but I I looked, liked it right away at first. But the more I looked, dove into it, I just uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get there. So yeah, another game like you said. Not uh, not a great game and not 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 great teams right at the bottom feeder uh, bottom of the league. So yeah, another easy pass for me. <laughs> yeah, this I don't know why for some reason this feels like like the Bengals to me. I just think I don't know maybe it's still that week one performance in Seattle that's clouding my judgment. But it just feels like with Dalton at the helm, they're at least not not even average, but they're better than the worst team in the league. And Miami feels like they've had they've been frisky at times and, and and won a couple games. So maybe I'm discounting what they've done with Fitzpatrick, but it just kind of seems like over the last month or so they've kind of settled back down closer to that bottom of the league. Uh, as far as DVOA goes, these teams are 31-32 for for what it's worth. So I, I concur. It's just when you're when you're trying to figure out here. Who's even better? And then you got to factor in motivation and home field. Is is it even meaningful, or is it maybe a disadvantage? I don't think it's ever that strong in Miami. It's just to me, there's just so many unknowns. You're just kind of shooting in the dark and hoping to hit something. And to me, it's just hard to hard. I definitely second guess anybody if they have a whole lot of conviction about a game like this. Like I said, unless they have some inside info or they're really good at reading through the lines at press conferences and see which teams are shutting it down and which teams are, are good going at it strong. But I don't know how you could really have a whole lot of a strong feel on this one. I, want, I do want to add, because I know I mentioned it a few weeks ago when Philadelphia was down there about how they got gassed that second half, just doing, dealing with the heat and the humidity and stuff in, in Florida. I will be interested to see. Um, it might not, might be worth looking at Miami's down or something, uh, second half bet on Miami or, a total over or something like that because you won't, I won't be surprised with the Cincy defense. They're not good to begin with, but, uh, after, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how much of an effect it does have on them. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Uh, next game, Carolina heading to Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis lands seven here at home with a total of 46. 
Uh, yeah, my power rating here, Indy minus six. Look at line, Indy six and a half. Westgate open, Indy seven. Total here open, 46 and a half. Another, another game, it's just, uh, I don't really have much of an opinion. I know Carolina got a, uh, Greer. I don't know. Do you know anything about the quarterback for Carolina? Yeah, he was, he used to light it up at West Virginia. And he was one of those, you know, Big 12, put up 500 yards offense and four, five touchdowns kind of guys. And then I don't, I don't know if he's had any moments at all in the pros, but I just remember him from his, uh, or that was West Virginia. I don't know if I said that or not, but yeah, from his West Virginia days. Zero idea how it'll translate here, but the way Kyle Allen's been playing, I think it's definitely the, the right move to at least throw him out there and see if he's got anything. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about him. I don't watch college. I've said that before, or don't, uh, favor college. And the one thing is, it's not injury related too, from what I'm seeing. So it's just, uh, him getting benched, uh, Allen that is. So that tells you a lot too. So I don't know. Does that give the Carolina team a spark? Uh, maybe, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, this Indy team looks pretty dead. It just, I, I've kind of wanted to bet them here the last several weeks, but I haven't really been able to. And, and luckily I haven't been because it would have cost me money. So stayed away in a good way. Um, but this Carolina team seems like they really haven't thrown in the towel. You saw it last week how they came back against Seattle. That's, uh, you won't really see that you'd think from a team that's kind of just uh, ready to be done with the season. So we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll see, but. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think with this, the big thing with, I think if, if Allen was in, I'd like him more, more so at this price, but, uh, having that Edmonds back, if I agree with you, it's probably the right move from a Carolina team perspective, but from a betting perspective, it's just a little bit too much uncertainty for me. So yeah, again, I just, I really don't have an opinion. I think the numbers probably where it should be and, uh, I'm not going to pass. I think I like Carolina a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't have an opinion really on whether Greer will be good or bad. But I, just, I don't. It's hard to imagine he'd be much worse than Kyle Allen. Not that he was completely awful, but he just really hasn't done much at all here for for a while. And Carolina's been pretty lifeless, so it is a little scary to jump on board now. But I just, I don't know. It seems like Indy's kind of starting to, to pack it in. I mean, you can, I think you can give him a pass for playing at the Saints in prime time. That's a tough, a tough ask. But I mean, they just were were lifeless there and. I think, in a way, it's, it might be good for them long term because I think, especially halfway through the season when they were what five and two or whatever they were early on, yeah, five and two, um, people were saying, "Oh, you know, Luck's not that much better than Brissett, and Brissett's kind of cruising along." And you know, how is he not a starter going into the season? And it's like he's fine, he's he's safe, but I don't think you want to be planning on Brissett to be your long term answer at quarterback. So. Instead of them sneaking in and kind of being in a Tennessee spot right now, I think it might be almost good for them long-term to kind of be where they're at because I think Reich's a really good coach. So assuming they keep him around, if they can find him, uh, you know, whether it be through the draft or free agency or whatever, if they can find a little bit better of a quarterback with their line, I think they'd have a pretty good thing going. And uh, as far as this game goes, it just seems like, I don't know, I don't trust the Colts laying seven basically against almost anybody at this point because I – I think if even if you get a decent effort out of them, I don't think they're an overly talented team at this point. And I know they still got some injuries and everything, and it's just their motivations in question. And then uh, you know Carolina, it just scares you because they could roll over like they have against the Falcons a couple times, and you know losing as big favorites against the Redskins, and then even last week, the fact they only lost by six, they could have very easily got lost by thirty in that game. So it is scary to back a Carolina team that. Uh, it might not be trying at all, but it just seems like Indy 
is kind of in a similar spot in the fact that they're laying seven. I don't think they're overly talented or their motivation is so much higher. I just, to me, it just seems like you kind of hold your nose, take the seven with Carolina and hope for the best. And if Greer is good, then it's, just, I think you have a real good chance to cover. And if he's terrible, then, you know, maybe, maybe you don't. But even, even if he's not great, I think there's still a decent chance that you could sneak in the seven. So that's, that's the way I'd look here. Uh, all right. Next game, Baltimore heading to Cleveland. Baltimore laying 10 here on the road with a total of 48. Uh, yeah, my power rating here, Baltimore 8.5. Look at line, Baltimore 7. Westgate opened Baltimore 8, and the total here opened 49.5. And, and yeah, you can see it. I, I know it's you're, you're, you're going to be paying a tax here on Baltimore. It's as simple as that. I mean, they're the best team power rated in the league by most people's numbers and, you know, Super Bowl favorite. And, uh, AFC favorite, you know, go to the line and Lamar Jackson's going to be a MVP more than almost for sure at this point. And I'm not saying it's not deserved, but again, it's just hard for an NFL type of team to just keep playing this good each, each, every, each and every week. They, uh, Grant, they are coming off extra rest, but I think just look at the look at line being seven. Uh, and then, then the difference, I mean, I guess it's got to be a Cleveland collapse, but. I, I don't know. It just it's it seems like you should bet Cleveland here, get the ten points, and that's just a good val- good value bet. Even I see ten and a half and a a few uh, a few shots, but not many. But yeah, ten ten and a half seems like that's a little bit of a bargain. But I told myself several weeks ago, I'm just going to stop betting against this Baltimore team. I think I'm just going to have to follow suit here, and especially Cleveland is just a team that's in a little bit in shambles. I know I mentioned the last week they were just uh, I, I was kind of wanted to bet them, but another one I'm glad I stayed away. That whole team it just seems like they're. Uh, you know, in shambles. I know OBJ saying he wants out now and just a, a team that it's just not very easy to back. And yeah, you're going to get a team where you're getting this many points at home is never going to be a great necessarily, a great team or a great spot for them necessarily, or not necessarily spot, but a great team or a great, uh, you know, chemistry. Everything's going in the right direction necessarily, but I don't know. Uh, I, there, I'll tell you one thing. There's no one to be able to bet Baltimore. I mean, even like in teasers or anything, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised here if Cleveland kept this game close and I also won't be surprised if they got blown out. So, I mean, I, like I said, I think from a value perspective, you probably take the Cleveland side, but I'm just kind of tired of getting beat by Baltimore. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be passing, but, uh, you know, may, maybe have a small bet on Cleveland just out of principle. Yeah, I had, I took a little nibble of the Jets getting 17 last week against Baltimore because I'm like, that's just absurd. And uh, I was talking with some people, and they were like, "Well, Baltimore is just really good. I don't know how you can step in front of them." And it's like, "Well, that's that's the reason you're getting value bet against them is because you know, everybody and your brother wants to to bet Lamar and cheer for him as he's running around. And the fact they've been blowing people out, it's like every time they blow somebody out, it just increases the value you get betting against them. And I just don't think they're like a, a Patriot style team where the number's not going to catch up with them." And it just sure seems like uh, there's the only way you really could bet Baltimore games is betting against them. And, I, I mean, I honestly, I really don't like the fact that, that Cleveland went into Baltimore earlier in the year and just took it to them and, and blew them out in Baltimore. And that was – was that their last loss? Yeah, I think that was their last loss. So that was week week four. So that just goes to show you what kind of run Baltimore has been on. And I think I would, I'd rather be in a little bit of a spot where it's a little bit more under the radar because you got Baltimore still going for the number one seed and looking for revenge from, from that result earlier in the year. Uh, so if you get like a motivated Baltimore team that's, even though they've been pretty, uh, you know, resistant to spots, 
there's been a couple spots where you expected Baltimore to come out a little bit flat, and they really haven't. They've been impervious to that for the most part. That's what I was looking for. So, but even that being said, I'd rather have it be a bad spot just in case they did fall victim to it. But I don't think they're really going to let down a whole lot here. And if, if you get the Cleveland team that's shown up half the weeks here in the last month, it's just going to be an ugly destruction. <laughs> I just don't see how they really keep pace. Uh, you know, so I, at 10, it just, that's so many points. And again, against a non absolute bottom feeder, it just seems like taking 10 at home has to be the play. So I might end up talking myself into betting small against the Ravens again, but there's just no way. I think you'd have to be insane here to lay 10 on the road with the Ravens, uh, in my opinion. All right. Afternoon games. Uh, let's jump back up to Detroit at Denver. Denver lands seven here at home with a total of 38, 38 and a half. Yeah, my power rating number, Denver, seven and a half. Uh, no look headline available that I could find. Uh, Westgate opened, uh, Denver minus six and the total here opened 38. And yeah, I just kind of sound redundant here, but uh, I just, I just don't really know what to make, but I would have leaned to anything less than seven. I would have leaned to Denver, but now we're seeing seven pretty much painted across the board. I guess Pinnacle's got a six and a half, a little bit extra juice. But yeah, I lean, lean under, under seven, I lean Denver, but, uh, I, I, it really comes down to, I just don't know if I could bet this Detroit team right now. I just, yeah, I, I, they've been, they've, they've been tough for sure. And, and they kind of came back there and made it a game against Tampa, but, uh, the, the final score is a little misleading from the, uh, at least the end of the game perspective. But at the same time, I mean, they just were really never in that game and, and, and Jameis made some mistakes like he always does and kind of try to let him in the game and still didn't, if you look at the, if you look at the box score and it still just couldn't, uh, you know, they just couldn't get in it and the, the offense really couldn't do anything, uh, against Tampa defense. It's, you know, not easily gettable, but definitely you could, you could score against them or move the ball. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, I just, just takes a lot here to bet this Detroit team. I just don't know if I can do it. So it, it really comes down to, uh, you know, pretty much fade or pass. And I just don't know if I fully trust Denver, but I think they might be in, they're kind of in an okay spot here coming home again. So I, I guess I'd lean Denver at the current price even, but yeah, just another game, just really not too enthusiastic about. Yeah. It's like, I just, when you're trying to make a case, you, you back Detroit, who's lost 10 of their last 11 and seven or six in a row here. Or no, seven in a row. And Blau hasn't, hasn't shown much whatsoever. And it seems like if anything, he's looked worse the last couple weeks than he was his first week. Uh, I just don't, in a co- team, you don't really like the coach or the talent or really anything about it. And you're not sure motivation's absolutely in question. Uh, just, I don't really want a whole lot of, a big piece of them. And then on the flip side, I want to lay a seven with Drew Locke and, and a, a five and nine Denver team that, I don't think has an abundance of talent really either and isn't playing for anything potentially. Or do I want to tease them? Like, do I really feel confident they're going to win the game for sure? Like, I, no, I just, I don't know. You could, you could talk me into basically any outcome and I wouldn't be all that surprised by it. And I think the number's pretty much right where it should be. So I don't, I mean, Detroit's lean more of an under team and I think the Broncos are more of an under team as well, but then you know, the total's 38. So, to me, it just seems like everything here is right in place, and I don't, I don't know really know how you could have much of a, a real strong opinion in this game. This to me is just a classic end of the season. Uh, not, not going to get involved in, in whatsoever. So, easy pass. Move on to the next one, yeah, which is almost kind of a little bit of a similar game. We have uh, Oakland heading to the Chargers. 
Uh, looks like Chargers laying seven here with a total of 45, 45 and a half. Um, yeah, my, my power in here, Chargers six and a half. I couldn't find a look headline, but I think it was about six and a half. Uh, it's some other books I found. And then the Westgate open here, Chargers five and the total here open 47. And yeah, but boy, who, which team do you want less here? I mean, I just don't know. It's, uh, I, I've bet on Oakland and been, okay, you know, kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, but they've just been so dead. And like you said, I was wanting to bet Oakland last week. I just didn't, didn't quite get to the window, although they got steam, you know, quite a bit of steam did come on them. So I kind of would have got a good number if I would have bet them when I wanted to. But, you know, luckily I didn't because they were winning that game, like I said earlier, two and a half, three quarters, and then all of a sudden everything goes up in shambles and they're not covering, and all of a sudden they don't even win the game outright. So that just goes to show you how they've been. Um, I was really low on them at the start of the year. I know people were really high on them once they had a pretty decent record. I just didn't really understand it. Um, and obviously they've been coming down to earth ever since then. But this Chargers team, it seems like they have a chance, but it just, I mean, how many times you got to keep getting, shooting yourself in, the own foot, in your own foot before you say, okay, you know, there's something else going on with this team where it's not good, whether it's Rivers or, uh, you know, which he was pretty atrocious last week. But, you know, I give him credit. I mean, instead of just, uh, you know, running the ball out or throwing conservatively, at least he's going down the field trying to make something happen. I mean, other than his stats for his his uh, his uh, career, I mean, what else do you really I mean? You're going to lose the game anyway. So I mean, I think you know, I'd I prefer that. I know people are giving him grief about that, about oh, look at the interceptions and this and that. It's like, well, you're down by 20 points or whatever it is with the quarter left. You know, you might as well try to make something happen and chuck the ball downfield. Well, you have QBR 60. <laughs> oh yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Your QBR stat coming back uh, to, to, yeah. to greet you. But, uh, yeah, from this game perspective, I mean, I just, I don't know if I can possibly back Oakland, but yeah, I get it. Chargers have a weak home field and, and all that. But, you know, this, this line looks like it's taken to seven. So again, if you can get a six and a half, that'd be the only way I could look as a small lean. But again, I'm not rushing to the window. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Another, another fairly easy pass for me. Uh, I think 45 would be the one thing you could say would be a total. You might look at trying to get over on, uh, go over the total, but again, just hard to figure out where these teams are at uh, motivationally-wise. I know Carr, I haven't really been looked that great or anything either, and there looks like there's some you know, some, some uh, people hitting heads there in Oakland with uh, between Carr and, and Gruden maybe and you know the talk whether he's going to be there or not. So, yeah, I, I don't know, just a lot of uncertainties all together. So, I guess for me, uh, a lean charger is the smallest lean and then a lean over as well. Yeah, like you said, with giving Rivers credit for throwing down field, even if it looks bad in the box score. Car's the opposite. That's what I think Polly Howard on Visa made a joke. Or I want to see his contracts. I don't know if he's got incentives for not throwing interceptions, but, you know, fourth and fourth and 12 or whatever it was and, and late in the fourth quarter and he scrambles out and throws it away. It's like, what are you doing? I don't, like, I don't know if he's just not that smart or if he just doesn't want it to look bad, but it's like anytime quarterbacks throw it away on fourth down or at the, at the end of the game, they throw it through the back of the end zone. It's just like you really got a question either their intelligence or, or what their incentives are, if they're just trying to make their stats look as good as possible for their next contract or what, because it's just infuriating when you're betting on them or, or a fan of the team. Uh, but, yeah, this to me, like I said, this is a little bit like the last game where it's I, you, how do you make a case for betting anything here? Like bet the Chargers, lay a seven with a team I don't trust and is horribly coached and can not show up any week or tease them when they could easily lose the game outright. But well, on the flip side, with Oakland or Detroit, it's like, I mean, what they showed last week was just pitiful. And what I thought should have been a good spot, 
And they just really seem like they've they've quit. I mean, in the last four games, they lost to Jacksonville, who I thought had quit <laughs> straight up. They lose the Titans by 20-plus. They lose the Chiefs by 30-plus. They lose the Jets by 30-plus. So if, if you get that Oakland team, it just feels like a lot of points for a Chargers team that's not that good to be laying. But if you get that Oakland team, I mean, they'll, they'll lose double digits easily. So I think I would bet the Chargers in the higher ceiling. And even though they've had a couple of real bad weeks. They've also had a couple of ceiling weeks where they beat the Packers comfortably and, and they blew out Jacksonville in the last month and a half at least. So with their bad games, they've at least had some bright spots, whereas Oakland to me just seems like a team on the decline and a team where if they are going to lose, I think they get absolutely destroyed. So uh, I think a better plan than investing in the Chargers laying a touchdown here is just betting bigger on other games that are more meaningful or saving your money for the playoffs or Putting in a little, a little, uh, savings account or, you know, low yield account or something for next year and just waiting, saving that money for more meaningful games. Cause if you're going to be betting a lot of games like this, I just feel like there's so much variance and, and unknown variables here that it's just, just pretty tough. But all that being said, I guess I'd lean chargers in this, in this matchup. All right. Here's a game that's, I don't know if it's going to be well played, but it's actually meaningful at least. Uh, I got Dallas heading to Philadelphia. Dallas laying two and a half here on the road with a total of forty six and a half in this NFC East battle. Yeah, my power rating number here is Dallas minus two. Look at line was a pick 'em. Westgate opened Dallas two and a half, and the total here opened forty eight. And yeah, like you said, uh, this would be a really interesting game. I'm, I'm really uh, this is one of the games you know, I got circled. That I'm yeah, like you said, it's gonna be a one that's pretty meaningful. But I think it's also gonna be pretty interesting. I, I know just from a Vikings fan perspective too, it's one game, a team we might potentially play, and uh, I'll be like I said, I'll be interested to see how either one of these, these both these teams play because it just seems like Dallas has got a lot more talent, but from a spot perspective, it's, it really screams Philadelphia. It seems like, but um, you know, Dallas being a short short underdog at home now, going on the road here, it's just an individual game that just you know historically that's a good spot for Philadelphia catching points here as a as a home dog, but. All the injuries and just what I've seen from Wentz this year, specifically like later later in the games here, later in the season, it just seems like I'm not too enthusiastic about him. Again, I thought last week would be a, a team where he could go and play really well against Washington, against a, a, a bottom feeder type of team, kind of like I thought the Patriots would against Cincy, and, and go and have a pretty good game and kind of get people uh, back on the bandwagon for Philadelphia. But it really didn't happen, and granted, they won and covered, but like you said, uh, pretty lucky fashion the way that, that Philly covered the game there with that uh, weird you know, backwards pass lateral thing that wouldn't do a touchdown uh, for for six at the end of the game. So don't put a whole lot of stock on that at all, obviously, from a Philadelphia cover perspective last week. But I don't know. I I, I feel like I'd want to bet. I'd rather bet the Dallas side, but from a value perspective, it seems like you got to get some value on Philadelphia here. Um, just look, judging where the look at line being a pick coming out, getting up to here after Dallas had one big win um, against the Rams, who. Uh, we mean you were both on that obviously because it was just a really good spot for him last week and in, in, a, in a big game. So, uh, yeah, it just yeah, like I said, it just kind of got splitting hairs here. But yeah, to me, a good game to watch. But if I'm going to bet this game, I think the only way I could bet, just from a value perspective, would be Philadelphia. Yeah, I just this again. I don't know if it's just I have the Cowboys as short favorites going into Chicago and losing outright taste still in my mouth, but it just feels like Philadelphia is the way to go here and maybe that's just me with the delusional short home dog 
is is the right side, even though it's unattractive, and it just instinctually that's what I want to go for, even if it doesn't necessarily the numbers don't back that or not. I'm not even sure. But it just seems like the Cowboys, like as a you know as a Vikings fan, or if I was a Niners or Seahawks fan, whoever gets the five seed, I would much rather play Philadelphia than Dallas right now. It's just if I feel like if you get Dallas ceiling performance, they could potentially win the NFC, whereas Philly. Even the games they've won. I mean, they've, they took, remember like a month ago and everybody talked about how easy Philly's schedule was and that's why they should be a favorite to win the division. It's like, yeah, they played the Pats and the Seahawks and after that it's been Dolphins, Giants, Redskins and they've been struggling <laughs> to, to win those games. Yeah, and well, so, I think, I think we said it or I don't know. I believe I said it on the podcast and not maybe it was in person, but yeah, they had an easy schedule, but it doesn't matter. It's an NFL team. They're still going to have to beat them. I mean, they have to be good themselves in order to win the games. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say like, even though they've beat the Giants and the Redskins in consecutive weeks, I wouldn't say they've been overly like impressive or good or it's not no. like I'm like a, so I, even though they've had a couple wins and I don't think people are giving them credit for those wins. So it's not like the numbers way out of whack here and you can get value betting against that. But it's just, it, I don't know, it seems like it should have been pretty much kind of, it's kind of gift wrapped the division was for them if they would have taken care of business. And they just been struggling mightily to, to even sneak by with wins against these really poor opponents. So I, I wouldn't be scared whatsoever of Philadelphia. I just, I know they're, they're real banged up, especially a wide receiver. And Wentz has looked okay at times and pretty bad at times. And I don't know if that's just a lack of help or if that's just who he is at this point. So, to me, I, I, I think it's pretty clear that Dallas is a better team, but that's why the number's where it is. And it just seems like, from a value perspective, especially when it gets up to three, if it does, it has to, the value has to be on Philly, is what my, my gut's telling me. But I also just think Dallas is just such a better team. If, if everything plays how, how it should and there's not a lot of weirdness as far as turnovers and awful Garrett decisions and, and whatnot. So for me, I guess I'm real conflicted and as it just kind of ends up to me being a no bet and as the fan of, uh, as, as the Vikings, I guess I would prefer to have the Eagles in there. So I'm going to be cheering for the Eagles, but I think, uh, Mayo brought up a pretty good point on, on his pod. He was saying that the, Dallas money line this week is like 140, 145, but Dallas to win the division is like minus 127 or something like that, um, was what he said. I, I don't even look it up. I don't have it offhand, but if you can get Dallas to win the division at the same price or cheaper, it makes sense to do that because there's still like a 20% chance if Dallas, uh, loses this game, but they win in week 17 and the Eagles lose to the Giants next week, that Dallas would still win the division. And it's like, and it's a cheaper price, so that's absolutely a better bet if you don't mind having your money tied up for an extra week. If you're at the book that still offers that kind of bet, that's just something, something to keep in mind. At least check that out and make sure that uh, you know you're getting a, a better, better bargain there. All right, last late game, Arizona heading to Seattle. Seattle laying nine and a half here at home with a total of fifty and a half. Um, yeah, my power in here, Seattle 10. Look at line, Seattle 9.5. Westgate open, Seattle 9. And the total here open, 49. Um, yeah, rare total here for the, the, the slate getting bet up. Um, up to 50, 50 and a half, 51, like you said. And I'll make this one simple. I mean, I just, not too high on the Seattle team. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I guess if anything, I'm going to take a shot with, with Arizona. Numbers kind of came just, just short of where my power A number is, a nine and a half. So, I mean, if, yeah, if it gets to double digits, I might take a shot with Arizona, but that's obviously the only way I'm going to look. I just, I don't know, but this seems like a spot too. Arizona's looked good the last couple of weeks and, uh, this might be a spot where they kind of, uh, you know, get blown, blown out here too. So I won't be super shocked by that. But yeah, the only way I'd look here would be, uh, taking Seattle, a small bet on Seattle, small lean on Seattle, or sorry, small lean on Arizona, getting the points. Yeah, it's just, I think both these teams seem like pretty big over teams. So I can see, I agree with the money, but it's like now at 50 and a half. And it's still a division game, and Seattle still needs this for seeding. Uh, I, I guess I'd still like the over somewhat. I just hate taking the you know the worst of it like that. But I mean Arizona, especially they're playing tempo. They've they've been for the for the most part an over team, and they've had a decent amount of success offensively, but still aren't able to stop a lot of people. And then Seattle just has that horrendous secondary. The only thing I guess that would kind of worry me is if you get the I know the first time that Seattle played Arizona they had a bunch of success uh, on the ground against Arizona and they kind of drain the clock like Carroll loves to do just establishing the run and just bleeding the clock and trying to get the win so that's kind of contrary obviously to an over so that kind of worries me a little bit if if they do that type of game again where Carson gets 22 carries like he did the first time so I guess that'd probably keep me away especially when you're talking about an over 50 total but uh, nonetheless, I guess I would lean with the points and and lean over just out of principle of who I think this mainly the Seattle team is as far as the, the spread goes. I guess I just don't think they're good enough against an Arizona team that can punch at times. Uh, it just feels to me like nine and a half is probably a, a tiny bit too pricey in a, in a division game where I'm sure Arizona would love playing spoiler after they got beat up on it at home earlier in the year. All right, Sunday nighter got Kansas City heading to Chicago. It's like Kansas City's laying six now on the road with a total of forty-four. Oh uh, yeah, my power in here, Kansas City six. Look at a line, Kansas City minus four. Westgate open, Kansas City four and a half, and the total here open forty-five. Uh yeah, some 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 Kansas City money coming in, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Um, you know, it gets closer to my power in numbers. We'll see how much higher it gets. I know. I am pretty high on this Kansas City team, but it just seems like a Chicago getting points at home. That seems like a little bit of a letdown spot, I think, if anything, for Kansas City. Uh, but yeah, not, not, not a huge, huge play for me, especially in prime time. And I don't know. So we'll see where this number goes. So I, I think it's six. It's, it's fine. But I, like I said, I won't be surprised if this trickles higher, especially once the public gets involved too, the way Mahomes has been playing and the way they were able to throw the ball. And everything against Denver last week in the bad weather. So yeah, Kansas City has been impressive. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's just hard to hard to imagine back in here. Just look at the the look headline to the the current line, and like I said, I think it'll get higher too. Um, I don't know if we'll see a 74 kickoff, but I won't be super shocked. But um, yeah, another game just not a huge not not a huge uh, huge opinion on. But uh, yeah, I lean with Chicago. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I hate those defensive teams. Late in the season, when they the last week losing to the Packers crushed any chance of them making the playoffs. Whenever you just have that team that's being carried by their really good defense, and then all of a sudden the hope is lost. It just to me those are the teams I am very wary of backing late in the season because I know it's happened with uh, it was at Jacksonville last year and some of those teams where 
when you're tired of carrying just an absolutely awful quarterback all season, and then finally your, your chances of actually turning it around and at least holding on are finally over with, it just seems like that's a pretty natural spot for the defense to just say, screw it, why, you know, why are we trying so hard when we don't have any hope now and, and the offense isn't going to do anything like it hasn't all year. Um, and that being said, I think the Chiefs are still going to be pretty motivated because they're a game back of the Pats and with the tiebreaker for the, the two seed and the bye. So I think in a game last week where Kansas City just kind of cruised by uh, Denver and won by 20 at home and it was just pretty much a cruise control the whole game, I think they'll be – I think this is a fairly decent spot for them now to come out in prime time and and make a statement and beat up on a Bears team that potentially could quit and Trubisky, who even if he's trying his hardest, isn't isn't any good. I just think that's such a such a mismatch here in in quarterback and and probably coach too and and motivation. So I just think everything points to the Chiefs, and obviously you're you're laying a price here on the road. But I just think if the Chiefs are clicking, and or there's any letdown in the Bears defense, and the way that the Kansas City defense has been playing lately has been pretty respectable, and so I don't think Trubisky's going to have all that much success. Even against the Packers defense last the last week that I'm not that high on whatsoever, he didn't get anything going. So uh, I think this is one where I would tie in Kansas City, even though it's burned me before. I'd tie them in with a lot of you know money line teasers or money line parlays or teasers, or I'm fine just laying the six on the road here, even though it's, you could have got a little bit better number early. I still think there's a pretty good chance they just roll here on in prime time and make a statement, and then we have to listen for the next week about, well, people f- forgot about the Chiefs. Everyone's sleeping on the Chiefs. Are they the best team in the AFC or, you know, them and the Ravens? And all? And so I think there's going to be a lot of storylines coming out of that after uh, they pummel Chicago here on Sunday night. Monday nighter, Green Bay heading to Minnesota. The Vikes laying five and a half now at home with a total of 45 and a half. Yeah, pretty crazy here, uh, the way this line shaped up. Um, my power rating number here on this game is Minnesota minus five. Look at line Minnesota four and a half. Westgate open Minnesota five and the total here open 46. And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like you said, uh, the, the, where this number is and opened or sorry, where this number is currently, it's just kind of shocking. I mean, just look at the, the records and it seems like again, like even a year or two ago, this seems like this mechanically would have been just a three or maybe a three and a half Minnesota. So the fact that we're seeing the open, not only just where it is now, but the opener five, look at line four and a half, I think just goes to show you that the, the marketplace is getting so much sharper. Yeah, um, so obviously wins and losses basically at all anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So obviously that's not, uh, not good from a me and you perspective from trying to get value and, and make uh you know, profitable wagers. But, it it just seems like here, uh, I don't know how, I don't know. It, it I think Minnesota's going to win the game, but it just comes down to, uh, do you really trust Minnesota in this spot here uh, in a primetime game against Green Bay, who's been, you know, had their number over the years, and it seems like we always, whether it be in the playoffs or whatever, we just, I guess the one thing argue you can make is it's not a huge deal this game isn't, so maybe that's, that's where we might come up with the win. But, I don't know, I've, I've seen this story before against the Packers, and, and you know, when we're laying big chalk like this, it's not just like a three or round three. It's, uh, you know, closer to a touchdown. It just seems like Minnesota's getting a lot of respect here in the marketplace. And I guess I don't necessarily disagree with it, but it seems like, you know, four and a half, five. Uh, but now we already, I already see some six trick, you know, trickling in here at some, some public shops. And 
Yeah, boy, it's just, it's just hard for me to make a bet on the, on the, on the, on the Vikings here, but uh, likewise, I'm not, I don't know if I can get to the window on Green Bay, but if this does get higher, I think I'll probably have to take a bet out, out of principle on the Packers. Um, just, just, it seems like every week, I know I liked the Packers last week too. Thought that number was just too low and they had a chance there that the, the Bears did, but the, you know, the Packers were in control of that game the whole game pretty much. They just, the Bears kind of came from behind and got some, some points, but that's kind of been the, the, the Packers MO. They get up early and then they just kind of hold on for dear life the, the second half. We saw it against the Minnesota, against Minnesota the first meeting they had and, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe look at Green Bay, maybe first half here on the spread, uh, getting, you know, getting a couple points there. I don't know what the, the line's going to come out at, but if you can get two or three or something first half, that might be worth a look for Green Bay. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I would have to talk myself into Green Bay. That'd be the way I'd look, but I just don't think, uh, I just don't think I can back this Vikings team at this current price is what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I generally agree with you. Um, last, last year the Vikes won, they beat Green Bay by seven at home. And then a couple of years ago, they beat them by 13 at home. So there's, there's precedent of winning by a margin against Green Bay, even though it's just hard. It is amazing that the marketplace is where it is when you're, and it'll be interesting to see how much public money comes in on the Packers. Cause you, know, you just got your average Joe saying, Oh, give me Rogers and five and a half points against Kirk Cousins. It seems like. Just everybody be lining up to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here come closer to game time. And just to me, this has the feel of the Vikings win fairly easily and all the people that have called Green Bay frauds and just thought that they've been not that good, well, not nearly as good as a record have, like myself, are going to feel vindicated. And then if they do meet again in the playoffs and the Packers find a way to win that game, <laughs> it just it feels like that's how – how it would play out to me. And I hope obviously that's not the case. And it's just, like I said earlier when we were talking about the Pats and Buffalo, it's just too bad this game wasn't more meaningful because if the Niners beat the Rams Saturday night and, um, and then Dallas beats Philly, even, even either way on that one, but if the Dallas beats Philly, I don't even know if I'd much rather be a five than a six seed. And we basically have no chance of the vision or we don't if Green Bay beats Detroit next week, which we already talked about how lifeless they are. So this game could be pretty close to meaningless, which is kind of disappointing for a Packers-Vikings 11-3 at 10-4 and game late in the season. It just has all the makings of it, just an epic game. It's just too bad that when you kind of get uh, below the surface and look at the, the details of it, it's really not as, as big as it should be. Um, so I don't know. It just feels to me like I've I've been – Wanting to bet against Green Bay all year, and I think the Vikings have been a little bit undervalued, but I just think the numbers kind of caught up here. And it's just scary when you had, like, I know Mitch Moss on VEASAN has been talking about all for, for months how the Vikings are going to win this game. But I think everybody was kind of expecting everyone to be on the Packers going into this game and the number to be, you know, right around three or a little bit below that. And the fact that everybody's kind of thinking that is, is a little scary that everyone's just almost assuming the Vikings win this game because we know whenever, whenever everyone's overconfident about the Vikings, it doesn't usually seem to, to turn out that way. So yeah, just at five and a half, like they could be fairly impressive and dominate this game and still only be up 10 or, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever, and then have Rogers come down and get a garbage time touchdown and, 
cover the onside kick and win the game by five and, and, you're, and you're out of luck on this bet. So it just seems like, yeah, the, the range of outcomes, while I think there's a pretty good chance the Vikings cruise in this game, it's still just, it's not like the range of outcomes are in your favor. There's just more ways the Packers can, can cover. But I also just don't like the Packers as far as I think they've been overvalued. I was going to say overvalued because, I mean, you've mentioned a handful of times, the, the the market disrespect for the Packers has been pretty staggering for the their quarterback and their record. But I, I just think it's been justified, even though they've covered a handful of those games. I think it's been justified all year, and I just don't think they're that great of a team. So that, all that being said, I think the, the number's pretty much where it's at, and it's unfortunate that this game didn't mean more. So that'll do it for the Week 16 pod or at least the breakdown of the slate. Now let's finish it up and do our picks of the week. The AS Pick of the Week. All right, so last week you had the Dolphins getting three and a half of the Giants, and that didn't get through, unfortunately, for both of us. So that drops you to six and eight on the year, and I had a winner with under 50 and a half in the Titans-Houston game. It was pretty much a, a no sweater, so that was nice for a change. That gets me to five and nine, so I'm still a game back of you with two weeks in the regular season here, but I do get the tee box. And yeah, talk about an ugly card. I mean, holy smokes! There's yeah, I think uh, any listener that's uh, made it through, it's it's uh, not the not the most attractive of cards. I know the last few weeks we've had a pretty big. I know I've had a big betting card uh, for release plays, and we've had quite a bit to talk about. But yeah. Just one of those things you can't have a great card every week, and you can't force it, especially late in the season here. So that's uh, you got to be pretty selective. Yeah, I think I'm going to go all the way back to the first game here and get the winner out of the way early. Uh, I'm going to take the over in the Houston-Tampa game. And uh, 49 and a half, you think? I think there's a decent amount of those out there. Yep. All right, so I'll take 49 and a half for all the reasons uh, stated previously, if you want to rewind her back to the beginning. what yeah. uh, What are you looking at? Yeah, I do like that play. I figured that's where you were going. If if you didn't, actually, I was going to go there myself. I think that was a just yeah. Looking at this card, it just kind of you know right away like oh yeah, find something better to put some money on or pick of the week. But as you get dig deeper into the card, it just especially a little bit of movement here from the lines. Like I said, I wanted about that Washington uh, Giants total under, but that kind of missed the movement there. So for me, uh, yeah, pretty pretty slim pickings. That's for sure. Um, I think I'm going to go to a total as well. I know I mentioned it uh, earlier. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, that Oakland Chargers over over 45 will be my pick of the week. I think, uh, like I said, I think that's a fair fair price here to go up and over. So I think uh, those two offense will have a little bit of a shootout. So um, not a play I'm in, absolutely in love with, but uh, a play I think it's pretty solid. So, yeah, we'll do the uh, up and over the total Oakland Chargers 45 uh, pick of the week. All righty. That'll do it for the penultimate full slate uh podcast here for us so any uh any concluding thoughts here at the end of the week 16 pod rob no yeah like we already said it's just a pretty thin card so um kind of frustrating here i'm looking at uh in the crosshairs of my first losing season personally for my own bets nfl so yeah it's been Fire a five unit yeah yeah exactly <laughs> not quite uh we don't quite do that here but uh yeah it's uh it's, it's a little little brutal uh, since 2015, my worst uh, worst season by far here in the NFL, and then also had a rough college. Yeah, it's been a, a football season. I'm ready to forget, that's for sure. Yeah, hopefully, about the only solace is it should be an interesting playoffs once we finally get there. 
Um, usually I'm look, I like the last couple weeks almost as much as the playoffs, but the way this, this season's shaping up, there's really only a couple, a couple things to be decided. And, but once we get to the playoffs, especially on the NFC side, uh, I think it should be a real interesting playoffs because I think you could make a pretty good case that one through six, any one of those teams could potentially make the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, I, I think. We'll talk about it too once we get into the playoffs, uh, that second week, but it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any rust at all with, uh, those teams with the, you know, the first round bye, if that's almost, not necessarily, obviously you're going to want it, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if that ends up being a negative, uh, just kind of having one week off as opposed to, you know, kind of keeping momentum and getting a roll going. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, that'll be something that'll be interesting to monitor as we go. But anyway, that is it for the week 16 pod. Uh, best of luck, everybody, this weekend on all your bets. Make sure you get those Saturday games in early as we got a, a full weekend of NFL football here. And we, I don't even, we haven't discussed it yet, uh, as far as, obviously we won't be releasing a pod, uh, next Wednesday night on Christmas, I'd assume. Christmas Day, so, uh, do you think we should come out with, pull one out here, uh, late next week, like next Thursday probably? Yeah, as I say, you do that or, uh, we do it earlier, like Tuesday morning or something. So yeah, we'll, um, you know, just kind of stay tuned. We'll kind of figure it out. But yeah, if you want to do Thursday, that's fine. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, it's either, either Tuesday or Thursday, but it won't be on our, our normal Wednesday next week. So there's a little programming note. But anyway, best of luck everybody this weekend. And if we don't talk to you beforehand, everybody have a Merry Christmas and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Around Sports Podcast. Check out AronSports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.